Welcome to Top Advisor Marketing, where you will learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your practice. Brought to you by Top Advisor Podcasting, a done-for-you podcasting solution built just for trusted advisors. And now, your co-hosts of Top Advisor Marketing, Kirk Lowe and Matt Halloran. Hello and welcome to episode number three of our mini-series with Bill Cates. Now, the last podcast was what I refer to and what many people refer to as a driveway moment. Uh, You know, the average commute in the United States is 26 minutes. Uh, We went a little over that 26 minutes on the last one, but it was so much good information that I know that you were just sitting there with your headphones on or you're on the treadmill or maybe you ran a little longer than you normally do or you were gardening and uh, you were probably, you know, scribbling notes in the dirt because of everything that Bill said. I thought it was magnificently enlightening. If you didn't listen to it, I kind of played a a moderately difficult client at the end when we were kind of role-playing some stuff. So you definitely want to hear how Bill handled that. But today is the final episode. This is episode three, which is how to secure solid introductions, turn connections into appointments. All right, Bill, floor is yours, brother. Where are we going with this? (laughs) Well, I, I do need a nap, so I'll be doing this from the floor. Well, you know, we ended the episode two with me making kind of a, a, an odd statement for the referral coach where I said referrals are worthless because these days we need to get connected. We need to get introduced. And so, you know, I mean, I think, I think it's pretty obvious why we need to get introduced, but just to make sure it's hard as heck to reach people these days, right? And, and when it comes to financial stuff, you know, we know that one of our biggest obstacles uh, biggest objections, if you will, in, in the prospecting effort is inertia. People are just stuck doing what they're doing. They're moving in a certain direction and don't want to change where they're moving, even if it's the wrong direction for them or they're doing nothing or whatever. And so, you know, th- there's um, Sir Isaac Newton in the first law of motion says a body in motion tends to stay in motion. A body at rest tends to remain at rest unless acted upon by an outside force. Well, guess what? We need to be that outside force in a gentle way, of course. And so being introduced from someone they already trust is usually enough to get us on their radar. Now, there's more to it than that, but uh, that's a starting point for why this is so important. So to to create a great introduction, we want to learn as much as we can about this new prospect. And there's two types of research we can do about a new prospect. We can do the cold research, which is going to their LinkedIn profile, their bio on their website, Googling their name, see if they have a Facebook page and all of that. And, and that's good. I, I, I advocate that. I do it a lot. You could pick up some things. But then there's the warm research. And this is the stuff that only, you can only get from someone who knows that person, which in this case is your source of the introduction. And, you know, in the last episode, I, I said that, that you don't want to be assumptive when it comes to asking for introductions, asking for referrals because not everyone's comfortable with it. But once you have someone who's identified someone, now you want, you do want to be assumptive about the actual introduction. You know, Matt, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you think that I might be a resource for your sister and brother-in-law. Let, let's talk about how you introduce me to them. Let's make sure we do it in a way that feels comfortable and at least piques their interest in hearing from me. So in the United States, when the Food and Drug Administration is approving a, uh, a drug for the market. It's it's looking, is this drug safe? Is this drug effective? Safe and effective. I was in a, a session once, man, the guy, I, you know, I, I quizzed the audience. I said, what's the FDA looking for? And the guy said, 
uh, poisonous and profitable. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I digress. So this is what we want for our introductions. We want them to feel safe for everybody and be effective, meaning at least pique that person's interest, right? So that's what we're going for. So let's, you know, let's talk about how he introduced me to George. You know, my guess is he'd like to hear from you before he hears from me, don't you think? Yeah, let's talk about what that looks like. You know, here's what I found works really well. And you can, you can, you know, kind of ask for what you want. Now, you know, what are some things you want to know from warm research? Well, I'll give you a couple of great items. What's going on in his life that's important to him right now? Or what's going on in her life that's really, you know, on the forefront of her radar? Or what's go- going on in their life if it's a couple that's, that's super important to them right now? And whatever their answer is, because you know that money intersects all aspects of one's life, if you can make this introduction and your follow through about that one or two things that are predominant in their life right now, and you can show them that you may have some things that impact that in a, in a positive way, guess what? They're all, you're, you're more relevant. You're, you're going to capture their attention a lot better than if it's just some generic way of reaching out to people. So what's going on in their life, his life, or life that's important to them right now? Another great one to ask is tell me something you like or admire. Or tell me something you really respect about Barbara. And they'll tell you stuff. Sometimes you find things you have in common. Sometimes you learn things fun. You know, I could go to you, Matt, you know, your friend George said you have one of the best business minds he's ever encountered. And I just want to know, is he a, re- is he a reliable resource for that opinion? You know, it's like you can have fun with this. You can, I can praise you, whatever. Uh, what's going on in their life that's important to them right now? And what do you like or admire? So among the other things you want to know about maybe age and family and location, get some of this stuff. And this will help you have a better introduction. You know, how do you want to be introduced? Do you want to be introduced by email? Do you want to be introduced in person? You know, I think it's safe to say that an in-person introduction is probably the best, especially if it's in a social setting, whether they bring someone to a client appreciation event we can talk about in a minute or whether over a round of golf or you you know have lunch or dinner, break bread together. And if that's something they normally do, then it's usually pretty easy to organize. You have to be aware, though, of course, that the logistics can get in the way if you're trying to do an in-person introduction. Uh, but they work. They work very well. And you know, usually if it's a social situation, you're not talking business. You're just getting introduced. I found that an email introduction, I call it an electronic handshake, is a great way to get introduced. And here's the distinction. You know, a typical email introduction goes like this. Matt, I want, I've been working with my financial advisor, Laura Smith. You know, she's been doing a great job for me. Uh, I've CC'd her on this email. I'm sure she'll follow up with you. You know, I recommend you talk to her. Well, that's not too bad. I mean, that's okay. I recommend, you know, that's always good. But what if it was this? Matt, I want you to meet Laura Smith. Laura's worked with me for the last, you know, six months. She has opened my eyes to things that I just didn't even realize were possible with my finances. You and I are in similar situations. You know, I think you'll find a lot of value. Laura, Matt, and I have known each other forever. We go back to grade school, da-da-da. You know, I, I hope you guys connect soon. I think some good things will happen. That's an email electronic handshake. And that I found is more effective than the, the more traditional email. So whatever you want, just ask for what you want. Say, here's what I found works the best. Here's what I found works very well. And put it out there. And, and then you're, you may have to massage it. They're going to have to do something that feels right to them. But th- that's a little bit on the, on the choice of introduction. 
hearing you say that, and I don't know why I didn't ask you this on the first podcast, but something through that description just really planted something in my brain. Are there people who are not referable? <laughs> oh, yeah. I talk I, to them all the time. <laughs> I, I have a... <laughs> Uh, Matt, I have a phone call with someone tomorrow who my assistant has warned me against. He says, this guy's looking, she's looking for, she said, he's looking for coaching. He's about the most negative person I've ever met. Good luck. And uh, so, yeah, there are people, I had a guy come up to me one time and after a seminar and he says, you know, Bill, it's great stuff, blah, blah, blah. You know, I've been in business for 20 years. I've probably gotten, I don't know, 10, 12 unsolicited referrals over that time. You know, I don't know what's going on. And you know, I thought my clients loved me and I had to catch a flight. So I didn't have time for the, the therapy that would ensue <laughs> as to, you know, he wasn't as referable. You know, when people say, when they get on the phone, I'm doing a coaching thing, right. Or we're exploring to see if it makes sense. You know, they'll say, well, my, my clients love me. They just love us, but I'm just not getting any introductions. I'm not getting, not even any unsolicited you know, so I'm thinking, let's go back to this. My clients love me because, you know, maybe they don't, or maybe he's just working with a bunch of electrical engineers who wouldn't do this <laughs> to save their life. What we know, by the way, is that a client that comes into a financial practice through a referral and introduction is two and a half times more likely to create introductions. And so over time, as you do this more and more and bring more people in through introductions versus leads versus seminars versus other methodologies, you're actually going to create a critical mass of people who are more inclined to do this in the first place. And it just gets easier and easier over time. That's why you have some folks that have never been afraid of this. They, they get tremendous amount of unsolicited referrals. They used to ask a lot. They don't have to anymore because uh, that's, that's the culture they've built. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for allowing me to ask you that question. That, that was, and I don't know why it took me three episodes in to figure that out. It's it's your uh, show, Matt. You can ask any question you want, bud. Well, okay. So uh, my question for you now, is: where where else do we go here? How, where (laughs) do we go with with securing solid introduction? Yeah. So what you want to do is you want to, you want to talk a little bit about what they think they need to say to, to grab that person's attention. You know, what do you think you need to say to George to, at least, you know, pique his interest in talking to me. It could be, you know, we talked about the value discussion in the last couple of episodes where people are acknowledging the value they found in what you did for them. You know, the, the, the couple of things that you found valuable that you expressed a minute ago, you think he would also appreciate that? Oh, yeah. Oh, right. let's make sure we include that, right? Or what's going on in his life that's important to him? Well, he's turning 60. He's really starting to think heavy about retirement. I just know that's on the forefront of his awareness. And great. Let's, you know, why don't we make the introduction about that? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So some of your clients and centers of influence, by the way, you can see attorneys, accountants, et cetera, they, they know the buttons to push. They know exactly what's going on in the, and, and then they have a good high trust relationship. And so usually you get a pretty strong introduction because they know what to say. You'll, ha- you'll have other clients that aren't sure what to say. Well, I don't know. What should I say? Or you'll have one that says, you know, well, I'm just going to tell them if they need more life insurance, they should talk to you. Oh, no, no, please don't say that. <laughs> right? That's a, the dreaded life insurance introduction. In, in which case, I found that less can be more. So let me tell you about one of my coaching clients. Uh, Al Fox and I have been working together for 10 years. Now, Al has almost a billion dollars under management. I think he just went over the 900 million mark. 
So obviously he's been very successful in this business. All through referrals, you know, a long time ago, I showed him how you can do this without feeling needy, without feeling pushy, all that, right? And making about the value that he wants to spread to other people. And he taught me this. When he's with a process, with a client about making an introduction, and that client isn't quite sure what to say, it's just obviously not going to be a, a smooth, fluid situation. He says, look, could you tell him this? Could you tell him that, that I've done some good work for you, that taking my call would be worth 10 minutes of his time? Could you say something? Oh, yeah, I can say that. All right, good. That'll work. And that's what he does. And this guy's done very well with that. So the key, of course, in all of this is working with your referral source to know that the introduction is important, right? We're not done yet. We've got to get connected. Otherwise, it, it, we're really kind of spinning our wheels. And so the more time, energy, not a lot of time, but the energy and the care and concern you put into crafting this introduction will demonstrate the importance to your referral source. They will see that. And so they're more likely to follow through on it and actually make it happen. People love to feel special, right? They love mm -hmm. to feel like you're, you're going that extra mile. And, and so many advisors do that just inherently or intrinsically or just part of who they are as a human being. And I love that you want them to show that off just a little bit more or at least make it overt enough for, for that, the, the referee to say, oh my God, man, Bill's really, he's doing his due diligence. This is exactly, you know, wow, look at, look at the language that he chose. I love that. That's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, you, the people see that you care about knowing this person. You care about approaching them properly, that it's comfortable for everybody. Why? Because you're on a mission to help people make the right decision around this because the work you do is important. It's got to come from that. Now, the next two questions that I have for you, uh, one of them is going to seem like I'm a total gotcha journalist guy. Uh, <laughs> and then the second one is going to be a little bit less. But uh, this, this one is, and, and I, we deal with this all the time, so I'm really looking for advice here more than so I'm asking for, for free advice for our company personally. But what if the client wants to talk to their friend or if they want you to refer them to an existing client before they will provide you with a referral? All right. Let me, let me, uh, let me make sure I understand the question. So the first one, maybe we'll take it in two segments. It's two, yeah, yeah. That, that is, thank you for that. Well, that I'm not that smart. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I was just rolling there for yeah, a minute. You were. The first one is, is, um, they want to talk it, to this it, person first. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. And so what I'm going to do with that, I, I, I don't consider that an objection, but I, I, it's a condition and it's, mm -hmm. uh, and, and it may be backed by a concern, right? So if someone says, you know, well, I want to talk to them first. Absolutely. I'm happy to have you do that. It sounds like you want to be careful on how we do this. It sounds like you want to make sure they're okay with me, with you making an introduction to me. Is that what I'm hearing? Oh yeah. I just, I, I definitely want to make sure, you know, she thinks it's okay. Well, I get it. You know, I am curious, have, have, has it gone wrong for you in the past? Have you had a bad experience around this sort of thing? No, not, not really. I, I just, I don't know. I just feel that's the way I'd like to do it. I go, I get it. That's fine. Uh, I, I'm curious. What do you think you need to say to her to, you know, maybe at least pique her interest in hearing from me and, and gosh, how do you think she'll react to this? Um, you know, cause I, you know, I found there are some ways to talk about what I do that work better than others. So if you don't mind, I would love to, you know, talk to you about that a little bit. Well, okay. So it's a condition. All right. I wanted to ferret out to see if there's some bad experience going on here, some 
some real fear going on. In other words, when someone says, I want to talk to someone else first, first thing is, you know, it sounds like you want to be careful. I get that. Have you had a bad experience? Because sometimes the I want to talk to them first is really them saying, I'm not comfortable with this. It may be, it may not be. It may be an objection. It may be a condition, but we don't know. So uh, I'm not going to just say, well, okay, they just don't feel comfortable. I'll let them go. Okay, talk to them first. Fine. Let me know what they say. No, I, that's not being, you know, staying with it a little bit. That's not treating the work you do as important. Uh, but I, I want to explore a little bit. And this is, by the way, w- this is how we handle any objection, concern, condition that a referral source may place on this conversation is we want to validate and explore. We want to understand what they mean by what they just said, because they could be trying to back out quickly. They could have a very specific situation they're concerned about. And we don't know what to do until we ask a little further. So we just ask, you know, it could be as simple as tell me more about that. And then they'll tell you more. So what was the second one? Well, so, so you just made me rethink how I wanted to ask the second (laughs) one by saying what you just said there. Um, So with, with your, um, uh, mastery of the language uh, surrounding all of this. If, if you're in a closing situation or you're close to that mm. and somebody says they want you to make an introduction uh, to an existing client. A reference. Before they make, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and I was just kind of lumping that into an introduction uh, just to see if how transferable some of that language might be. I'm not trying to totally get off topic here, but um, no, no, I, it, it's great because a reference is a cousin of referral. I mean, and we should all have some references, some people willing to be references. Whenever I have someone who's trying to sell me something and I say, you know, for this kind of decision, I really would like to talk to a few folks who are working with you and have had some success in, in this process. And they say to me, oh, we don't like to bother our clients. You know, our clients are very busy and that I'm, you know, I'm running the other direction. Because if you do good work, you will have advocates. You will have people that love to be references. You don't want to abuse them, right? You want to nurture them. You you want to have a lot of them. So you can, you know, if you get asked this a lot, you have a a number of people you can, you can use. Um, Some people won't even call the references. They just want to know you're willing to furnish them. Uh, So, so yeah, I mean, if that's what it takes now, I would, I would want, so I consider that not necessarily an objection. That's more of a condition. And I would say, yeah, I absolutely have some folks that, that are be more than willing to take an email from you, even schedule a call if that's, if that's what you need. Tell me a little more about that. What, I'm just curious about what are the kinds of things you might be asking, looking for. You don't have right. to tell me. I'm just curious. And so I, just, I, try to like, I try to find out what's going on. That's all. But the you bottom know, line is I'll give, them, I'll give them some references. Your, your natural curiosity really comes out in this bill. And I want our listeners to understand that, that there is a genuineness uh, of wanting to know about this. And and if you can tap into that for yourself, I I believe, and I I think Bill does too, that the reaction that you're going to get from all of what we've talked about in these three episodes is going to be much more well-received when you just seem a lot more genuine. Now, here's my next, I'm going to stump you question. And of course, I'm not going to stump you, dude, but I'm trying. Give it your best shot, Matt. Come on. Uh, Come on. Bring it on. What happens when you have followed Bill Cates' steps 
but it keeps stalling. Like it gets to a specific point with one of your per people who you just know could refer you to the greatest people in the world, provide you with amazing introductions. How do you handle that? I mean, without, again, because the last episode was with, with not being pushy, right? Mm -hmm. So how, I don't get it. What do you do? So I, just to make sure I'm clear on the question, it's, it's maybe someone who loves you. You've asked a few times, they've maybe given lip service to it, but it never really goes anywhere. I mean, I, that's a question I get a lot with from coaching clients. Uh, and you're right. You stumped me. I have no answer for that. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> what, well, what we need to do is we need to be honest and, and try to have an honest, transparent conversation and give them permission to not do it and give them permission to tell us to never ask again. And so it'll, it'll go a little something like this. You know, Matt, I, I, I want to broach a subject. I, I brought this up a couple of times before and you kind of seemed okay with it, but it didn't really go anywhere. And I just, I just want to make sure uh, that I know where to go with this in the past. We've talked a little bit about you introducing me to some folks. Um, there's seem, some interest, but it, you know, it, like I said, it doesn't really go anywhere. Are, are you open to doing this? Is it okay if I ask? Is it okay if I make a few suggestions from time to time of someone you might be willing to introduce me to? Or are, are, are you really just not comfortable with, with this and wish I didn't ever ask again? Uh, and again, the better the relationship, the more fun you can have with this. So you're just being soft and maybe be having a little fun with this. And you're just, here's what I've noticed. This is the same thing, by the way, same basic kind of conversation you have with an accountant who have you sent a bunch of referrals to and they haven't sent anything back. It's the yeah. same principle. Listen to this. So it's, you know, uh, George, I, I, I've sent a few folks your way uh, over the last several months. And by the way, I've getting, I'm getting great feedback. You're making me look good when I send people to you. And I appreciate that. I noticed you haven't sent anybody back to me yet. And that's okay. I'm just wondering, am I not yet referable in, their, in your eyes? Is, is there more you need to know about what I do? Are you just not generally comfortable with making introductions? Can we, can we chat about that a little bit? Right. We're just trying to figure out what's going on. And sometimes when we give people a couple of choices, someone says, I don't want to, I don't, I don't like to give referrals. That's fine. I know some people don't. I'm curious. Have you had a bad experience? Are you just kind of a private person? Just want to, don't want to go there. Tell me what's up for you. When, when you give people a couple of choices, you're totally validating their perspective. And because you've heard it before, it's not uncommon. It's okay. But you want to you want to understand it. That's all. So you know how to go from there. And you're just trying to understand so you know what to do appropriately. So just by, you know, not getting thrown off, just by trying to understand what they're where they're coming from. You, you know, you're not going to hammer someone to change their mind, but you're going to learn a little bit in the process. Yeah. I love your line of questioning there. Is that something that people have access to? How do they gain access to, to some of these scripts? Mm -hmm. uh, help us with that, if you don't mind. Well, sure. I mean, it, it comes with, we have a couple of different levels of coaching programs. We have an online learning system where all the scripts are packed into that. I've got a couple of reports, uh, several reports when I'm working with folks. Uh, we have a new uh, part of our site, actually, that's referralcoach.com forward slash resources referralcoach.com forward slash resources. And on that resources page are a couple examples of some of the scripting that we do. When I work with advisors on how they talk about their value, their value proposition, uh, 
you know, a lot of scripting gets worked there and, and it's customized because it's got to be different for everybody. And then, it, then they have to make it their own. It has to be real. So yeah, we have a lot of resources for that. Some of it's free. Some of it is part of a, a bigger program. But oh my God, people, I want you guys to think about this. I mean, how much money is this worth to you? Uh, you know, I can't even imagine paying, uh, you know, anything less than, you know, ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 for me to have the language that is tailored and customized to me so that I can go back to people who already love me and trust me and provide me with more introductions to people that they love and trust and want me to help. I, that to me is just uh, astronomical. Well, well, the good news, Matt, it, it, it doesn't cost that much. Okay. So, well, you then know, you're not charging. Yeah. Anything. I mean, you know, what do you, what do you, <laughs> maybe, you know, how much do you make in one new client? You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's kind of a no brainer, but that we'll let them decide. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so before you go, uh, one of my uh, mentors mm -hmm. uh, always used to give uh, one client appreciation gifts and also client appreciation events. Uh, and in fact, he is a cabillion dollar producer now because of this. Um, how these I you can't come unless you bring a referral situation. Help me understand how you can use client appreciation events appropriately in your mind, in your experience, to really maximize and deepen relationships with existing clients and also hopefully have them bring people to introduce to right. So the, the word we have to remove from that vocabulary is hopefully. And I've delineated three types of events. There's probably more, but at least three. So the one is the client appreciation event where the purpose of the event is to say thank you, is to appreciate, it's to build the business friendship, it's to enjoy each other's company. Generally speaking, we want these events, all these events to be on the smaller side because we want to create connection. The mistake that many people make is they say, hey, we're putting on this event, this wine tasting, whatever, feel free to bring a guest. Or do you have anybody you'd like to bring along? Oh, yeah, I'll bring my brother. And the person they bring either isn't interested or qualified, or they don't bring anyone at all. So the next event is the special invitation event. This is an event where the purpose of the event is for introductions. Now, I, I feel like some advisors do this and they get away with it. To me, it feels a little tacky. So really, I guess tacky is in the eye of the beholder. You know, Matt, the price of admission is you bringing a guest, right? If you bring a guest that is interested in, in at least knowing who we are, then then you get in too. That, uh, I, don't, I personally would never do that, but hey, who am I to judge? Um, <laughs> but this is more like, uh, you know, Matt, we have, you know, we like to do events. We like to say thank you. We've also found that a lot of people like to to meet us in a more of a social setting. It's one of the best ways for us to meet new folks. Uh, where there's no business, there's no, you know, there's no pressure. Now we just get to know each other. And so we have a, an event that, that's that's designed for that coming up. And I wanted to let you know about it and give you the date. And I want you to think about an individual or a couple that you think should be aware of what we we do, would, would enjoy meeting us in a, you know, in this wine, cheese and chocolate tasting thing we're doing or whatever the event is. And uh, And we'll send an invite and then we'll see if there's, so we're being purposeful. Right. The purpose of this event, you know, if you want people to come to your event, don't just throw out invitations in the mail, call them. And if you want them to bring a guest, because this is an introduction event, a special invitation event, then call them and then mail them something and then call them again. 
The final event, real quick, is the celebration event. The celebration event is a, I guess, a, a subset of the uh, appreciation event. But you have a guest of honor or a couple of honor. Could be a retirement, could be an anniversary, could be a birthday. Oh, I've seen so many advisors do so well with these types of things where they cement the client's loyalty forever. And they also, people there at the events are people like them. And so Joe DeSena is an advisor out of uh, Long Island. He also is opening an office in Boca Raton and um, he does retirement events. And, you know, the, he's got this group and he's bought dinner for everybody. And Bob, the, the, the retiree gets up and puts his arm around Joe and says, you know, everybody, I just want you to know that, that I wouldn't be retiring right now if it wasn't for Joe DeSena. Not only has been a great advisor, as you can see from this evening's event, he's also been a great friend. And that's when it starts. Psst, Joe, you got a card? My advisor, yeah. cheapskate, never do anything like this. We'd love to have a look at our situation, right? And so this is the kind of thing that creates advocates. And it's a great setting to meet someone, especially more well-heeled people, where the first meeting is not bring all your statements. It's not fill out this hefty fact finder before you come in. It's let's get to know each other a little bit first as humans. And then they're more willing to do that. And you're at a higher level of trust. Well, Bill, I, I want to thank you so, so much for all of your wisdom and all of your thought leadership when it, when it comes to surround, you know, all of the stuff surrounding referrals and introductions. This is probably, if not the most powerful marketing thing that you could ever do as a professional, not just an advisor. But I do want you to take another moment just to kind of wrap things up today to, to tell everybody about uh, some of the resources that you have. Uh, uh, just remind everybody about the websites. Uh, and if they want to contact you, what's the best way to do? Sir, I got three links, four links for you. Ready? Get ready to write. Unless you're driving, in which case, listen to it later. <laughs> MultiplyYourBestClients.com. MultiplyYourBestClients.com. That's an e-guide we have that'll help you multiply your best clients. Coaching is Coach Cates, C-A-T-E-S, CoachCates.com. Three different tiers easy entry. My main website is referralcoach.com. And that if you're in a position to recommend a speaker, workshop leader, or hire someone yourself, I just, I love getting out there and working in person with folks and doing a little travel and seeing the world. And my latest demo is at billcatespeaking.com, billcatespeaking.com. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, thank you, Bill. And uh, we'll make sure that we have those links in the show notes. Once again, if you did not listen to all three episodes of this miniseries, make sure you go back. And in fact, what I would highly recommend that you do is you favorite these three episodes, uh, which you can do on many, many different players, and make sure that you have these handy. This is not a one and done listen, everybody. You should go back and listen to these over and over again to, to hear the specifics, because every time you listen to this, you're going to pick up something unique and different. Well, I love doing these miniseries. If you know anybody who should do a miniseries with us who is the caliber of, of Bill Cates or somebody who has just an unbelievable process that we could break down into multiple episodes, please make sure you just email me at Matt at Top Advisor M uh, because we love doing these and we are hearing from you that you love these too. People just love to binge listen podcasts and especially when we've got a great topic with a great speaker and great information. Those are the three golden nuggets that we always try to provide with these podcasts. So for everybody uh, with Bill Cates, uh, make sure, by the way, if you have not seen him speak or if you have the opportunity to help get him on your speaking agenda for a conference that you're working on, he is a remarkable speaker. And in fact, 
He's actually a, a certified speaker, which doesn't happen very often, which means that he's gone through some extra training. So make sure that you bring on somebody who you know is a known commodity and somebody who's going to give you not only a great information, but a great show. And for everybody at Top Advisor Marketing, if you have not had a chance to look at our micro influencer program, uh, please make sure you go to topadvisormarketing.com and check out our micro influencer program because it's totally in line with everything that Bill had to say today. So we'll see you all on the other side of the mic very soon. Are you ready to change the way you communicate with your clients? Are you tired of being the best kept secret in your area? Learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your business. Contact us today and see what the power of podcasting can do for your business. Click on the Contact Us link on our website at topadvisormarketing.com and set up a call to learn more. Follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook for more updates and information. This was brought to you by iris.xyz, a platform helping financial professionals become better in business and life through new media and new voices. Visit them and learn more at iris.xyz.